This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, the senior pastor of Metamorphosis Christian Center, Pastor Fumi Ashaolu. Remain blessed as you listen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. I want us to rise on our feet. And we are going to pray because this song just summarizes what we've been looking at the whole of this month and what I have in mind this morning. Reigning as kings and priests in the earth. The song says the name of Jesus is life. The name of Jesus is healing. If we understand this as we ought to, we will speak the name of Jesus much more than we speak it. Amen. So I want you to pray and say, God, help me not to just sing this song. Help me to understand this truth as I should. There is a a sense in which light enters our hearts. Before we start praying, please look at me. You know the light that we have at 6 a.m. is not the same light that you have right now. This is past 9, right? The light we will have at 12 noon is not the light that we have right now. It will shine more brilliantly by the time it's 12 noon. you, You have some level of light. I have some level of light. But the Lord wants more light to dawn upon us. I believe the Lord, what the Lord wants to do this morning is shine light, bring light, bring understanding, bring illumination so that we can rise up and live our lives the way we should. The song says the name of Jesus is healing. His name is life. If we understand it the way we should, you know, there are some things that you will not do first, but you will learn to call upon the name of Jesus. You will learn to speak the name of Jesus, not only over your life, over situations, over our city, over our nation. Is anybody understanding me? As we go around and we see bad roads. Is there anything the righteous can do? Yes, we can pray. We can pray the Lord, we want these roads fixed. We want these roads done. And it gets done. If we don't pray, it doesn't get done or it takes longer to get done. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are some things that we think the name of Jesus is for and there are some things we think we shouldn't bother him for. But we are here and he expects us to reign as kings and as priests in the land. He expects us to stand in the gap so that destruction will not reign on the earth. He expects us to be salt in this land so that preservation can come to the people. I want you to talk to the Lord this morning and say, God, bring light as you have proposed in the name of Jesus. Let light shine upon these hearts yet again this morning in the name of Jesus. Let me leave this place with more understanding of who you have called me to be in Jesus name pray to the Lord I want you to talk to him and as you talk to him I tell you the Lord is hearing you and the Lord will come to you ask him to come like the rain will sang earlier on will say it should it should rain upon us it should break out upon us it should pour himself out on us I want us to ask that the Lord will fuel you again with understanding much more than before this morning ask that the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened in the name of Jesus Lord we pray for further illumination this morning, oh God, we are asking ourselves to what end have we come again? Why are we here again this Sunday morning? If not that we want you to reach out to us, we want you to shine your light, we want darkness to be dissipated, we want darkness to be pushed back, we want light to come, we want understanding to come. And Lord, we do not want mental assent. We don't want just, we just don't want to say, yes, we know that Jesus is light, Jesus is life, he is healing. Lord, we want it to hit us in a special place in a new place in the name of Jesus that we will arise from here oh God really equipped with the word that we are going to listen to this morning let your word come let your word alight let your hand be strong upon every man upon every woman in the name of Jesus Lord I break lethargy this morning in the name of Jesus Lord let light come let light come let us journey forward into you. Let us move forward. Let us not remain where we are at the end of this meeting, oh God. Help us to move forward. Help us to move forward. Let more light come. Let us move forward. Let us advance in our mind in the name of Jesus. Areas where light has not come to before. Let your light dawn upon such areas in the name of Jesus. Father, help us to hear your voice this morning. Spirit of the living God, we 
we release ourselves to you. We ask that you will move in this place. You will speak to every heart. You will awaken our consciousness. You will help us to realize the power that is on the inside of us. You will help us to hear you calling our names, each one of us, in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise and glory. We bow our hearts, even as your word will come again this morning. We pray, Lord, let your word come with freshness. Let it come with strength. Let it come with power, with vigor, in the name of Jesus. Your word says the people of the Lord will possess their possession. Help us to possess our possession better this morning. Help us to lay hold better this morning, in the name of Jesus. We want, oh God, that the quality of our lives be improved by reason of this meeting this morning, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father, for we've prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please have your seats. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to Exodus 19. What we're looking at this morning is reigning as kings and priests. Since this month started, we've been looking at this topic, and I trust that the Lord will shine much more light this morning in the name of Jesus. I ask that understanding will come to us, and we'll readily, you will see in more areas how to apply these words to your lives. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I'll read from verse 5. This was after the children of Israel left the, 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 after they left the land of Egypt. Became free men and women. Verse 5, the Lord talking to Moses said, now, now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice, this is what he said he should say to the people. That's in verse 3. And Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus shall you say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on, on eagles' wings, and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice, and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people. For all the earth is mine. Verse 6. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. So Moses, in verse 7, came and called to the elders of the people and laid before them all these words which the Lord commanded him. Then all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. So Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. The Lord said to these people, see, my, my, my focus this morning is very simple. It's to make you further appreciate, further under, and yes, appreciate the fact that God has called not the pastors, not the, um, not the apostles, not the evangelists, amen, not the prophets, but he has called all of us to be what? Kings and priests. God has a desire that is not going to repent of. This desire we can see right from Genesis 1.26. If we flip to Genesis 26, you'll see the Lord saying the same thing after man was created. You know, before man was created in Genesis 1.26, and then after he was created in 28, the Lord said the same thing. Then the Lord said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 28. Then God blessed them after creating male and female, after creating the man. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish. When you hear words like dominion, you are talking about reigning, you are talking about ruling. Amen. This was not given to man alone. The scripture says God blessed them. God blessed the man. God blessed the male and the female in man. God blessed both of them, the both gender. God blessed them and he said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue. Kings subdue. He said, subdue. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves upon the face of the earth. It, it has always been the intent of God for us to rule and reign on the earth. 
He has called us to be kings and priests. And that calling has gone out to all of us. And we need to embrace this calling. I just want to take us through some scriptures. And then I'll, I'll, I'll share my thoughts on this. Trusting that the Lord will make you appreciate this enough to rise up. Trusting that the Lord will make you appreciate what he has called you to. You will see this as a calling. You will not see it as a suggestion. Amen. I'm trusting that you will see that this is actually my life. This is what I've been called to. This is my life. This is what God has called me to. I need to rise up and begin to walk in the fullness of this. You know, and that fullness, you start it from wherever you are. You start from wherever you are. We are going to fullness, but you are going to start from somewhere and begin to move towards it. That it begins to register in your, in your, in your subconscious. That is my prayer. It begins to register when you go around, when you walk. When you are walking on your streets, you want, you, I, I'm trusting God that you will walk in a different way. You know, you will walk because more light has come, more understanding has come. You are like, this is a king that is walking in here. People might not recognize me as such, but this is who I am. Amen. I represent God. I carry God. I have God's authority on my inside. I have been licensed to represent him, and I'm going to begin to do that more intentionally. I know at the beginning of the year, part of what I, 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 I wrote down that the Lord quickened in my heart, I think for the first, maybe for the first service, the first meeting of the year or the crossover meeting. I know I said it somewhere. That intentionality is going to serve us a lot this year. Amen. That you are intentional. That you don't do things casually. That you are intentional about everything about your life. Intentionality will serve you. You know, you need to stop and ask yourself, why? To what end? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why do we go to work? Why do we marry? Why do we come to church on Sunday? Why, you know, am I a worker in this department? Why, why, why? You need to ask more questions. Like they say, the questions have the answers. Amen. The answers are inside the questions. That we don't continue to do things like, you know, we are not robots. We are not zombies. You need to question things. If you've been doing something before, question it. Why am I doing this? What do I want to get from this thing? It will help. So intentionality will serve us a great deal this year. Amen. Let's flip to 1 Peter 2. And I want to read, if we can have that in the NLT, I will appreciate it. From 1 to 5, and then we'll jump from 9 to 12. 1 Peter 2. The NLT translation, please. You want to be really intentional this year. You want to be intentional in everything. God has called you to be kings and priests. Uh, media, do we? Okay, thank you. It says, so get rid of all malicious behavior and deceit. He's talking to believers here. He's not talking to sinners. So he's talking to you and I. So as, as believers... They still had things like this to deal with. And we still have things like this to deal with also. He says, get rid of all malicious behavior and deceit. Don't just pretend to be good. Don't pretend. Be done with hypocrisy and jealousy and backstabbing. Be done with all of those things. You don't need them because you are called to something higher. Amen. Verse 2. He says, you must crave. You must crave your spiritual mix so that you can grow into fullness of your salvation. Cry out for this nourishment as a baby cries for milk. Verse 3. Now that you have, you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. Verse 4. Come to Christ who is the living cornerstone. Who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by the people but he is precious to God who chose him. And now God is building you. As living stones, not stones that are dead. God is building you. God is working with you. He's building you as living stones into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are God's holy priest who offers spiritual sacrifices that please him because of Jesus Christ. He says you are God's holy priest. All of us are God's holy priest. You are priests. You are priests. Priests stand before the Lord. Priests have a place before God. They are not alien to God. They are not the ones. They are the ones interceding on behalf of the people. Amen. If you understand this, if you believe this, you understand that you can't be waiting for somebody to pray for you. You can't be waiting for you know, for somebody to bring your case before the Lord. You will bring your own case before the Lord. And as a matter of fact, you are called to bring the cases of other people before the Lord. 
So if you have not even started bringing your own, you know we have not started. Or if you are bringing your own, you know, in small measures, it's not everything you are saying to the Lord. You are, you are mindseeing how you appear before the Lord. Mindseeing means you are, you are not utilizing that opportunity to come before the presence of the Lord a lot. You are doing it small, small. Trusting in your heart or praying in your heart, I hope my leaders are praying for me. I hope my pastor remembers to, talk, to pray, you know, pray about me this morning or mention me in, the, in prayers this morning. But this is what the word of the Lord is saying to us. You are that priest that others are depending upon. People in your compound, people in your, in your neighborhood, people in your family, they are, the, the destinies of some people are dependent upon you. Some people's destinies are hanging in the balance like this. You know, waiting for what you will do. The, the word of the Lord says, He who is joined to the living is... There is hope for him, Right? There is hope. There are, you, if you have said, if you say, or if you know that you are a living person, you have a relationship with God, you are alive. This scripture, verse 5, says to us, and now God is building you as living stones. If you agree that you are alive, you are living, then people that are joined to you, should there be hope for their lives or not? But it is not automatic. That is what we are finding out. And that is what I'm trusting that the Lord will help you see this morning. That you will arise and you will occupy your place very well as the priest, you know, where you are. In your neighborhood, in your family, among your friends. That you will call out the, na- you will call out the name of Jesus. You will mention the name of Jesus. You will speak the name of Jesus over situations, over lives, over circumstances. Because if we say we are waiting for deliverance, that deliverance the Lord is trusting will come through you. As you cry out, as you say, no, not on my watch, this thing will not be like this. As all of us arise and we do our little, little bits, we will see changes in our world. We will see changes in our environment. Amen. It says you are, you are God's building and you are living stones. He's building you into a spiritual temple. And you are, supposed to, you are God's holy priest. You are supposed to offer up spiritual sacrifices that please God because of Jesus Christ. Can we jump to 9 to 12, please? Same first Peter. Yeah, thank you. It says, but you are not like that. You know, in the, the verses we have jumped, he, he, he said he had a lot to say, you know, about people in, um, you know, um, ahead, of that, ahead of this verse. But verse 9 says, you are not like those people because you are a chosen people. You are chosen. You are precious. If you remember that Exodus 19 that we read earlier on, the Lord said in that scripture too, 5 and 6, he said, you are a special people to me, a special treasure to me. And you need to believe it like that. That when you look at yourself in the mirror, you are special to God. You might not consider yourself as special. You might think God does not, you know, you know that God recognizes you. God knows you, that you exist. But God is saying you are chosen. You are special to me. You are a kingdom of priests. You are God's holy nation. You are his very own possession. You are the possession of God. This is so you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Let's go on, please. Once you were not a people, now you are the people of God. Once you received none of God's mercy, but now you have received His mercy. Dear brothers and sisters, you are foreigners and aliens here. Amen. So I want you to keep away from evil desires because they fight against your very souls. Be careful how you live among your unbelieving neighbors. Even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will believe and give honor to God when it comes to judge the world. He said, be careful. No, let's just wait with that two off. He says, be careful how you live among your unbelieving neighbors. A translation says, be sure to live properly. Live properly. To live properly or to live, it says here, carefully. It says a whole lot. That is, uh, be careful not to live as mere men. Be careful not to live as ordinary people. Don't live the way the neighbors and people around you live, except they are hot and sizzling and on fire for God. Then you can live like that. Like that. Live like them. He said, be careful how you live among your own believing neighbors. Don't live like them. Don't be cold like them. Don't be people that do not appear before the presence of God like them. He said, be careful how you live. Live properly among your own believing neighbors. Live as kings and priests. Live, you know, in, in tandem with the position or the place where God has placed you. The Bible says in Ephesians 1 that we are, we are seated. No, that's Ephesians 2, 6. 
We are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Be, 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 be careful to live from that realm. Be careful to live as one that knows that I have authority with God. I have power. I'm not just like any other person around me here. If it will take you um, investing to know who you are, then that is the right labor. You have to labor. He said, don't live carelessly among these people. Don't live anyhow among them. Be careful to live properly. God has called us, what, we've, what we can see here in verse, um, particularly verse, I think, 5 and 6, we saw it there that he's called us to be kings and he's called us to be priests unto God. He said, don't live casually, don't live unintentionally, don't live like an average person, don't live the way they live. You need to know who you are and live from that place. Amen. You know, this, this, when, when I... When, when you, when I Think about this. It can kind of bring to your remembrance. I don't know how many of us have watched this movie. Um, I know quite a number of us must have watched it. Um, Coming to America. That young man decided he was going to go look for a wife, you know, for himself. He didn't want his father to look for He was a prince, you know, according to the story. A prince and all that. He had so much. He left his place. And that is who you are too. You know, that he picks who we are. Something small. He doesn't really catch it, but he, gets, he, he catches it small. He left everything and came here and decided to pick up a job. Watch the movie. Picked up a job as, a, you know, as an ordinary person. He was in this, um, maybe in a restaurant, working in a restaurant like an average person. But one thing that you will know, you know at, a, at some point, eventually got the woman that caught his fancy and they became friends. They started talking. After a while, if I remember the name well, I think Lisa, the lady said to him at one point, he said, you know what, there is something about you. Even though you are just like somebody working in Mr. Biggs, working in um, Chicken Republic or something, you know, he said, but there is something I can't miss about you. You are just, you are different. There is royalty with you. The way you will, you will sweep or mop the floor, the way we attend to people, he knew who, he, he wasn't going about saying, do you know who I am? We don't need to say, do you know who I am before people know. If you need to say that, maybe you don't even know who you are yourself. You are confused yourself. Amen. He didn't go around saying, do you know who I am? He carried himself with royalty, with regard. He carried himself with, he, he knew he had a worth, he had a, an essence that people around him might not know where he came from. They might not know what accrued, accrued to him. They might not know what he could control and the power that he had, you know, that he could wield. But he knew it. And that is what I believe the Lord wants. Not so much that the world will know that you are kings and priests, but that you yourself will know. If I would know the way God wants me to know, the work, the work would have been done. Amen. He went about carrying himself like that. He could mop, he could do when he needed to save somebody. Maybe a thief came in and wanted to rob the place. He rose up to do it. He could do several things, but he didn't need to say to them, I am a king. But he carried himself with that royalty. He knew who he was deep within him. And it, it reflected in everything that he did. I'm trusting the Lord that as, as we look at, as we've been looking at these scriptures, as we've been looking at this topic, as you will go back to the messages and listen, it will dawn upon you who you are and you will rise up much more. Amen. You will rise up much more and, you know, allow, do things that you know are befitting of a king only. Things that, you know, and that was why he would say to them, be done with hypocrisy. Be done with all of those um, jealousy and backbiting. You don't find royalty doing all of those things. Amen. You don't find royalty, you know, um, you know um, um, angry over somebody did not greet me. It does not take away who you are. Be strong in who you are. That's the first thing that we need to know. Know who you are. Help the, ask the Lord to help you to know who you are so that you can live properly. Not as mere men, not as ordinary men. Revelations 1, 5, and 6, I, I, um, you know, we might just, let's see, let's just read it. Let's just read it, and I'll read it, five, uh, chapter 5 too. Revelations 1, 5 says, And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And this is the reason why. Verse 6. And has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory, dominion forevermore. Amen. God, Jesus Christ has made us kings and priests. There are some few things I would just want you to know as relates to this topic. The number one thing is right from 
Old Testament times, the Lord proposed in his heart that his people will have dominion. His people will rule as kings and priests. That's the first thing I want you to know. This was intended by God from beginning. From the very beginning. It was not until Jesus died. Before Jesus died, God had it in his mind. You know, we might not be able to go through some of those scriptures, but we, he, he, from the beginning, God intended that his people would be kings and priests. And that is why you will find God and the Lord Jesus referred to as the king of kings and of lords. Have you found scriptures like that? Where God was referred to as the king of kings and the lord of lords. Nebuchadnezzar, after he had his experience, and uh, he's, he, he, he came back to himself, you know, he became exalted. He was calling himself God. And, um, you know, the punishment of God came upon him. After he became well and came back to himself, verse 34 of Daniel 4. And at the end of time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven and my understanding returned to me. And I bless the Most High and praise and honor him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion as his ki- and his kingdom is from generation to generation. He said his dominion is an everlasting. Everlasting means he captures everybody. God is the king of kings and he is the lord of lords. You want to ask yourself, if he is the king of kings, who are those kings? Those kings are you and myself. Don't be quick to say maybe the kings they are saying are the kings like Daniel. Um, Kings maybe like Nebuchadnezzar eventually came to acknowledge God. Don't think the kings are who again? Solomon? All those kings that we see in the scriptures. Yes, and then you. Say me. So when you hear that title said to the, about the Lord, that is the king of kings. He is the king of all the kings that are seated here. He expects us here in this time and age to express ourselves as king here on earth. And that is why he has called us to be kings and priests. He's called you to be a king. Amen. So we see scriptures, you can, just, you can write down Revelation um, 17, 14. You can write down Revelation 17, 14. It talks about Jesus being the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. God decided from the word go that his people will be kings. You know, I, I looked up that um, word to reign. You see in Romans, um, Romans 5, 17. Let me see, let's quickly see that. Romans 5.17, you know, the scripture is just filled with thoughts, or, you know, not thoughts. You know, God makes his, his intention known to us. In 17, he says, For if by one, one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gifts of righteousness are supposed to do what? Reign in life through, through the one, Jesus Christ. God expects you to reign on the earth as kings and priests. I want you to quickly take down the definition for reign. To reign means to exercise um, authority, to exercise authority, to use authority, authority that has been given to you. The Lord Jesus said in Matthew 28, 28, 18, he said, all power, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And then you see him at some point, he called before the, he called the disciples and he gave them, he gave them authority, amen, over unclean power. He made strength available. He made power available to these people, to be able to exercise some, some dominion here on earth, to be able to do some things. And you know, um, people that belong to legal practice will tell us there's something called the power of attorney, right? Where someone is given authority, the person has is a legal authority to act on behalf of another person. We have been given that authority, that legal authority to act on behalf of God on the earth. Amen. You have authority that is designated to you. It is not full authority that we have. Amen. What we have is limited authority. And we see authority on different levels. Like in the home, you have the father and the mother having authority, right? It is still delegated authority, limited authority that God gave to father and mother. We have authority, you know, that our civil leaders wield. People at the place of office, our governors, our presidents. There is all authority belongs to God. But he's released authority, you know, to different 
um, you know, release authority here on earth for people to make use of. And as believers, there is authority that has been given to you to exercise as kings here on earth. So like I said earlier on, it is the plan of God from the beginning that all of his people will exercise this authority. Amen. That we will rule and reign as kings on the earth. God intended it from the beginning. We saw it in Genesis 1, 26, 28. We saw it also after Jesus Christ. Um, you know, when Jesus was going, he said, I give to you. He gave to us power in Matthew 28, verse 18. Um, I, I, number two thing I want us to recognize when it comes to reigning as king and priest is the fact that the, the, the Israelites, when they left Egypt, they left as slaves. And God quickly translated them to become People of authority, people that could own lands, people that could conquer, amen, people that could rule, people that could influence the world on behalf of God. And the plan hasn't changed. It's the same with you. It's either you are reigning or you are existing as a slave. There is no demilitarized zone. Is anybody understanding what I'm saying? There is no space where you are not, not where you are not. It's either you are reigning and you can look into different aspects of your life. Am I reigning? as God expects, or am I slaving away? It's, it's okay for you to recognize that you are slaving away and then rise up. The Bible says about Moses, he came to a situation where he said he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter and chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. He rose up and said, not again. I'm not going to be recognized or identified like this. This is my identity. Amen. So it's okay, but the truth is we are doing either one or the other. There is no, no, no zero zone, nothing like that. It's either you are slaving away or you are reigning. And in different aspects of our life, some of us have mastered one aspect, you are reigning there. But in some other aspects, you are slaving away. You are not arising yet. Amen. But the plan of God is that, is that we will arise. The plan of God is that, you know, there will be fullness in all, in all areas of our lives. We'll come, to, we'll come into a stature where you can boldly say you are reigning as king and as priest. You know, it might not be 100% yet, but that you are rising and you are embracing this. So we look through the life of the Israelites. We saw that God brought them out of slavery. He said, I don't want them oppressed. I don't want them in bondage. I want them to be in control. And by saying being in control, it wasn't, the control was safely under God. Amen. The control was under God. So they weren't, you know, without control as in they became a law to themselves. No. So God brought them out from being slaves and he crossed them over into a place where they became kings and, uh, and priests. And it's the same thing that the Lord is still calling us to. The Lord is saying to us, embrace your kingdom heritage. You remember at the beginning of the year, that is one of the things the Lord said to us. Embrace your kingdom heritage. This is one of your kingdom heritage. That you reign, that you live as a king and you live as a priest in the earth. That first Peter 2 that we read earlier on, I think the verse 12 says, live properly. Live properly. We have been called to live properly. To live properly means you mature. You don't remain as babes. Ephesians, I think verse, is it verse 4 of Ephesians? Verse 4 from 14 to 15. I think the message translation says, we don't want babies in the woods anymore. We don't want people that are easy prey for, for, for the enemy. We don't want people to remain babies, mature, grow up. That is what God is calling you to. Amen. So this is not about becoming a Christian and just, you know, sitting in the house of God. God is calling you to occupy a higher position. God is calling you to recognize yourself as someone that carries authority. You know, until we begin to rise up and walk in some of these things and you experience some, some small, small things because before you begin to appreciate what this is all about. You know, several of us have power locked up within us as Christians. But as you begin to step out in faith, and by, by stepping out in faith, you are saying, let me exercise this authority. Let me speak over this situation. Let me pray over that other situation. Let me, you know, pray over this person. Maybe somebody in your office, somebody in your neighborhood, or pray about something in your environment. You'll be shocked at how God responds. Some of these responses might not come immediately, but stay with it because you have power with God. Amen. You need to recognize that there, you have power with God. God reckons with you. God recognizes you. Angels recognize you. We are the ones that have not recognized ourselves. To rise up. At times, once in a while, we just by mistake. There was a time my husband made me read a book. In fact, I should not even say it now. Before some of you begin to think otherwise, I'll skip it. <laughs> 
Amen. You know, there are, there are some things that you do accidentally. And then you discover, wow, this thing is there. Some of us, you know, you move into some realms and do some things and you realize, wow, this thing is there. When you see it like that, God is encouraging you to do more of it. He doesn't want it to be a one-off. That is what you are called to. And that might even be the basest. It might be the lowest part of what you are even called to. It shouldn't happen once in a while. It should happen more often. Amen. So I've said to us, God intended this, that you reign as kings and priests from the beginning. There, there, you don't have a demilitarized zone. You are either reigning or you are slaving away. Amen. Number three, you don't have a choice in this matter to choose whether to be a king or to be a priest. God has called you to dual expression to the two. You don't have a choice to choose one. Me, I want to be a priest. I just want to be one that represents the people before God. I want to just be able to pray and sing and worship and minister to God. But we don't want to, we don't want to be kings. We don't want to reign and rule. We don't want to have, you know, um, have a say in what goes on in the affairs of the world. You know, the priest will function in the spiritual realm, right? That's what you would say, you know, spirit, as it re relates to spiritual matters between God and people. Amen. And then the king would relate to things that happen in the physical, what we see in our world. Maybe things like politics, right? Leadership in your place of work, leadership in your, in your estate, maybe your children's schools, um, you know, PTA association, all the things that happen, you know, in the civil world. That is what, so when you are thinking king, don't think about a king that has a crown on his head. There are several people that are kings and are not wearing crowns. Mark Zuckerberg is one, we agree, right? There are several um, 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 music artists that are reigning. Believe it or not believe it. They are shaping, if care is not taken, they will shape children. They are shaping children self in the kingdom, in the church, right? We need to arise. We need to give people here more models to, to pattern their lives after. Do you understand what I'm saying? We want to see, why would um, Kim Kardashian have, um, what's it called, a program on the TV? You know, these ones are, they, you know, they are raining. And people are watching. And that's, moved, that's um, what's it called? It's been on, the, on, the, on, on, on TV for how many years? I, I can't say. We have programs that run. And they get patronage. They get funded. Because they are shaping things. They are shaping culture. They are shaping the lives of children. Amen. We need to arise also and give people models. We need to arise and give people, you know, families to model their lives after. There are upcoming young Christians that are rising up. And they are wanting Christian families to pattern their marriages after. We, you need to arise. That is reigning as king. It's not until, you know, they name the person the local government chairman. And that is part of it anyway. But it's not until that. People are reigning on several fronts. And God has called us. You know, part of what it will take is that you rise up to become your best in your field of, you know, practice, whatever it is that you are doing. But you cannot choose. It is not up to you to choose. God has done that choice for you already. He has said, I've called both of you. You have called you to both, rather, to both expressions. You have to be a king and you have to be a priest. Amen. You have to, be a, you have to reign as king and priest. You don't have to choose. You have to embrace both. Amen. Number four, which is the last one. I just want you to know about this topic of or this issue. You know, as you, as you ponder on it, I just want you to remember this is what God intended from the beginning. He's not going to change his mind. Not today, not ever. Amen. It's the same thing that he, he intended from the time he made man. He made man so that man would rule. He did not make man that we would just exist as ordinary human beings. He said, no, I want you to rule. I want you to have a say. I want you to have dominion. I want you to know what it means to wield power, to use power, and become, be okay with it. You know, be not get intoxicated. Because if you have not handled it before, then when, you, when they give you, when you have, when you are exposed to it a bit, it can get into the head. But this is your natural habitat. Nobody is taking it away from you. You have been called to it. You know, you can only excel. As you excel in small, you get to experience, you know, um, you know to reign on a, le on a bigger level. That is the plan of God. As you are faithful in a little, you get promoted into more and into more. The plan of God for you is huge. 
But you need to begin to embrace it. You are not just an ordinary person occupying, you know, a, a, a seat or a chair rather in the house of God or in your office. God reckons with you. There is power with you. There is so much that heaven can do with you if you will rise up to know who you are. Amen. And then number, number two, what did I say about number two? I said it's either you are a slave or you are a king or that you are reigning or you are not reigning. Third, you are not expected to choose. You are called to express both, um, you know, to, to, to re reveal both expressions. Be a king and be a, a priest in your sphere of influence. And number four, I want you to know that this rule or this reign that you have been called to is actually an extension of Jesus. Amen. It is an extension of Jesus. Like I said earlier on, it is designated authority. It is authority that not, it didn't originate from you, originated from God. And therefore, to the degree to which you are aligned to God is the degree to which you'll be able to fully reign and rule as king and as priest on the earth. Ecclesiastes 8 verse 4 says, the, in, the, in the word of a king, there is power. That scripture, as simple as it seems, is weighty. The degree to which you are aligned to Jesus, the degree to which you are obedient, the degree to which you are submitted to Jesus, the degree to which you are true to Jesus, is the degree to which you will reign and rule on the earth. Can we see that scripture, Ecclesiastes 8, verse 4? It says, in the power or in the word of a king, there is power. For you to have your word backed up with power, that power comes based on your alignment with Jesus. Your alignment with the plan of God, the purpose of God, the word of God in your life. So number four, I said your rule or your reign as a king is an extension of Jesus' rule and reign. Meaning you are representing Jesus. He is the brand that we are, you know, we go around with, um, some people carry branded bags, we wear branded shoes, branded clothes. We want to represent maybe some people, represent a particular brand or image. The best image, the best brand that any one of us can represent is who? Is God. Is Jesus you are called to represent. So the extent to which you are lined up behind Jesus is the extent to which your word, for instance, as we see in this scripture, will carry weight and carry power. There are things that might be going wrong in our, in our neighborhood. Thieves are on rampage, you know, um, one level of, um, of, um, of um, um, insubordination here and there. There are things that can arrest with our words on our knees as we pray. Amen. And even after praying, there are some things that you will need to even on the, come on the outside, come declare or say or counsel your people and say, this is the way we will do it. And they will accept. But the kind of power that you will wield when you stand to declare and say, let's do it like this, the kind of power that you will carry will be directly dependent on how well you are aligned with Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? He says, where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say to him, what are you doing? There is supposed to be power, and there is power. But we, we make that power available as we align ourselves with God. You just don't have power on yourself, by yourself. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? As much as you are lined up with the word of God, you line up with the plans of God, the, the intent of heaven concerning your life, there is backing of heaven behind you. When you say a thing, when you counsel people, then heaven backs you up and things get done. Do you understand what I'm saying? God expects that we represent him, you know, everywhere that we find ourselves. God expects that we rep him, you know, you represent him. It is him you are, you are, it's the, it's the image of God that you are showing. You want to show the world what God would do if you were to be in that situation. You are saying God does not, who was this? I think it was um, Babai Daoza that said it. Can't remember the story very well. But the, the latter part of it says something like, see, God does not need to come. He has a son here. And he doesn't need to come. You know, he had a lot of uh, face-off with witches in Bini. You know, and he would say something. Say, even God cannot stop us from having this meeting. He said, hey, leave God out of it. God does not even need to come. I am here. 
God, why will he be coming? What for? He has me here. These things will be sorted out. This is how it's going to happen. And you know, just you can take it to the bank. And that is how it will happen. But I'm saying to you that things don't just, you don't say it and it happens like that because I have said it. But because God has said it through me. And that would mean that I've lined up with God. But what I'm making you to see this morning is God has called you to occupy a very important position in the sphere of things on the earth. There are things that have been, that have been released to be done through you that have been proposed that it will be corrected by you. If we leave them uncorrected, they remain uncorrected. Or maybe God in his mercy can raise up somebody else. But may God not raise up other people in your stead in Jesus' name. Stones will not arise like Jesus said to them. The, 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 um, the Pharisees said, you tell your people to stop shouting. All these Hosanna, Hosanna. Let them keep quiet. He said, and they can't keep quiet. If they keep quiet, even stones will arise. Amen. There are things that need to be done, things that need to be corrected, things that need to be given birth to, things that need to be started afresh, ideas that heaven wants birthed on the face of the earth, and God will not come down to do it. He's going to do it through you and I. The earlier we arise, the earlier we understand and come into that position of we are here to represent God. We are here to do the will of God. We, Jesus taught us. He said... Pray, your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. That is the prayers of being a king and being a priest in the earth. Amen. Of allowing the intent of heaven to come to the earth. You occupy a very special place in the heart of God. Amen. You have power that is available to you in a very strong dimension than you have ever experienced or probably imagined. There is so much more loaded on your inside. As we move, you know, for as many as we, uh, as we make it to the second um, service, I will say to you some very simple things that we can begin to do, you know, to begin to release yourself to live in this dimension much more than you have been doing before. Strength is made available to you. Power is available to you. You have the years of God. Amen. God expects you. God needs you to arise needs you to arise. The Bible says the whole earth, Romans 8, verse 18. I want us to rise to our feet as we pray. Romans 8, verse 18 says, is it 18? No, 19. Let's see 14 first. Romans 8, 14. It says the, the, the whole earth is waiting for the manifestation. We need to manifest. We need to be revealed. Amen. We need to be revealed. We need... Okay, no, this is not it. <laughs> Let me see 15. But that is the prayer we are going to pray. Okay, don't worry, I'll look for it. I want us to you know, talk, begin to talk to the Lord. That the Lord will help you to arise, to manifest, to come into your estates in the name of Jesus. Pray that the Lord will help you to, un to understand who you are and begin to come into it. Things that we have been moving away from, things that have been shying away from. Pray that the Lord will help you, that you begin to occupy your place in the name of Jesus. The Bible says the Lord has raised us up with Christ Jesus. We are seated in the heavenly places. We are seated far above principalities and powers. Let the Lord help you. To to begin to manifest from there in the name of Jesus. Pray that the Lord will help you, that you, you will come into your place as a king and as a priest on the earth, someone that has power with God. You have power with God. You have audience with God. You have power that you wield. Verse 19. It says, For the earnest expectation of, the cre of creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons. Pray that the Lord will reveal you as a son. God, God will reveal you not as a child, but as a son. A son is one that's coming to maturity. A son is one that is no longer a babe, tossed to and fro. That is what the Lord expects of us. He expects maturity. He expects growth. He expects us to come into increase so that we can occupy our position. Father, we pray, oh God, that you help us to recognize who you have called us to be. This issue of identity 
identity, we need to solve it. Help us, Almighty God, to understand what you have called us to do, how you have called us to represent you on the earth in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray in our, in our different spheres of influence, in our neighborhoods, oh God, where we do business is where we work. Lord, open our eyes. There are some things that have become ordinary to us. We are not, they are supposed to be confronted. There are things that, oh, that we ought to ask questions about, and there are things that we are supposed to pray about and change, but they have become normal. We have become normalized to those things. Lord, we pray that you will help us to represent you. Help us, Almighty God, that everywhere that we are, in our minds, we will see, we will see with the eyes of the Spirit, in the name of Jesus, as we look around, we will not just see things from the physical realm, Lord. Help us to see from that heavenly position where we are seated with Christ. Help us to see the way you see in the name of Jesus. There are things that you would want us to correct. You, there are things that you want us to bring into the, into the earth. There are things you want to birth through us, O God. Lord, let us become pregnant with all of those desires on your heart, with all of those thoughts in your heart in the name of Jesus. Lord, our prayer is that our world will become a better place to dwell in because you have us here as salt and as light in the name of Jesus. Help us in the name of Jesus to bring more preservation to our world, O oh God, where darkness has lingered, where darkness has reigned. Lord, help us to step in as light in the name of Jesus that will no longer be quiet, O oh God. Allowing the enemy to run the show when you have us here. Lord, we pray that we become sensitive even from now, Lord. Help us to become sensitive. Help us to become sensitive. Let our switch of sensitivity be turned on, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you begin to speak to our hearts, begin to sensitize us. Even as we go into this week, we trust that you will sensitize our hearts, oh God. You will call our attention to the things, oh God, that have gone awire, that have gone wrong. Help us, oh God, to begin to make amends, to begin to call things as, you know, call things to be the way they should be because you are in charge through us in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise and glory. We thank you. Thank you, Father, for bringing your word to us again this morning. Thank you for stirring us up. Thank you, Almighty God, for healing us of lethargy again this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for awakening our consciousness, oh God. Lord, help us to begin to see our world from your own points of view in the name of Jesus. Lord, there are things that we ought not to allow, and there are things that we ought to call forth. Lord, we pray that you begin to lay those things in our hearts and help us, O oh God, to arise to call them forth and to shut down the things that we need to shut down indeed in the name of Jesus. Lord, we declare, O oh God, that this city of Abuja and indeed Nigeria and the world at large will be a better place because you have us here, O oh God. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.